It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You're here. You did it. Here, I didn't do it right. <laughs> keep going, keep going, Jeff. This is a great start. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll edit in post. I'll sort it out. You're talking about templates and frameworks, and I'm imagining them, and then suddenly we're doing our little countdown to record, and I'm talking all over the shop. It's just an exciting time, Christopher. We're both beginning to enter the worlds of two pretty big deals. I mean, the last waltz. It's been forty something years. Paris is burning, and a whole movement it's like we got stuff to talk about today we got things to review we got things to say it's time to critique some culture how are you doing today i'm nervous about being cancelled because of my various opinions about the things we may talk about how did you find the coronation <laughs> god oh, oh please give please give <laughs> please give the listener just a hint of because i think you have the one of the best takes going no, no, I don't. <laughs> See, that actually, I feel like that makes it worse. People are like, oh, this is juicy. What was it's, my, I don't even remember having sheer, a take. I'll do, I think my I'll, take you know was what? not having a I'll take. Be, I'll be your PR here. Yeah, exactly. The sheer yeah. lack of juice is what makes your take so juicy. I'm just like, I really don't care. It's great. Yeah. It's a good take. I like I'm it. neither offended but, nor yeah, exactly. not offended. It almost seems <laughs> strained in how not offended you are because... I feel like the outside world right now, at least at the weekend, was poking and prodding you to like have a take, look at a meme, it's going on. What do you think? Do you like the monarchy? How's life? What's the future? Do we have monarchies? What Little about did the they know, Jeff. Class? All I did was took a look at the runtime and yeah. decided it was too long. <laughs> That's some classic <laughs> cultural content consumption appraisal hour. Like, well, hold on a minute, I'm screwing this too. I was like, more than 45 minutes? Nah. Right, exactly. And so much of it was waffle. Listen, I'll give them this. I'll give them this. They do waffle awful wicked like if you just had some people were like wow the um, spectacle and the amazing shiny and this person walking and penny mordant's holding a sword and wow i'm just like the the you know the bbc people talking you through it i'm imagining mm. this huge operation and it's like a it's like a, the running commentary on it and like the cameras it's like it's it's a lot of work and fair play it wasn't it wasn't the best entrance of the weekend that's all i'm saying wow wow did christopher just reference the most streamed artist on spotify (laughs) one or two years running bad bunny doing a match for the for what is it world wrestling entertainment is that what they're called sure yeah even though i mean a jacket that says otherwise yeah exactly i think they used to anyway the world wildlife fund yeah deep cuts (laughs) now um, I, I need to tell the new listener who's like, wait, is this a coronation episode? What are, you t- what are you guys talking about? I feel like I need to tell them what this podcast is about, no? Yeah, you do. And I think you probably need to do it in about 30 seconds. Oh, and yeah. I, this is the regular point in the episode where I forget to have my timer ready. You're fine. So I'm, I'm, it's fine. I'm doing my stretches. Still set. Doing my stretches. It's still set. 
It's still well. You stre- <laughs> Let's go. Thirty seconds. Are you stretching? Are you voguing? Who knows? But you have thirty seconds yep. to tell the listener what yep. our podcast is about, Jeff. Yep. Go. Okay. Two erstwhile songwriters. I think I used the word erstwhile, right? And um, longtime buddies, friends from childhood, right? We're critiquing culture. That's it. That's the podcast. But the thing I'm going to talk to you about. Your time is thirty minutes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing i want to talk about today is content in our podcast name for me is at least used semi ironically because i hate that word i think it's garbage i think everything being content is lame and it's just kind of a funny beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> i I'm wondered why it was set to 20 seconds <laughs> clearly i put something in the oven the yeah, other exactly. day. <laughs> Listen, the oven. Now, let's put a podcast episode in the oven today, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get oh, cooking. Let's get talking. Let's go. Um, Does it not need to prove? <laughs> okay. I mean, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get to talking. If you, if you're out here saying a fear of being cancelled, I've never watched a single thing about. Am I even using this word right? The culture around drag and ballroom. Yep. I've yep. I've never watched anything about this, and this was my first. It's, the novelty here is I feel like we almost watch things and this is how I feel about our podcast week to week sometimes we almost watch things that if we wanted like the most rigorous uh, takes that like really really represented our well thought out opinion opinion we should sit on them for a month but the nature of the show is it's almost like you got a week mate yeah exactly you got a week <laughs> mate it's like watch the thing absorb it and give me it's almost like a lot of the time this is our uh, our first impressions of something or other and i feel like you know what to be fair people do love watching people enter their world right there's lots of the the really funny phenomenon is um those youtube like old people listen to this musician for the first time i feel like we're doing a version of that i watched something about drag for the first time you watched the last words for the first time um so like i won't know all the terminology i don't know all the context i, re- I read a few articles uh, upon watching the documentary i thought okay let me at least read one or two articles about the movie i'm, I'm quite interested but I mean, first things first, I'll open with this and then I'm, I'm ready for questions and being led by you because this is this is your pick. But do, you I, want to, do you want to quickly tell people what we're talking yeah, about? Yes, sorry, 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 exactly. Sorry. No, thank you. Yes, yeah, I can't discuss that much without saying <laughs> I am reviewing Paris is Burning this week. Yep. Paris is Burning is a documentary film and it was released in 1991, uh, directed by Jenny Livingston. It captured the very vibrant uh, time around New York's ballroom subculture at the time in the in the late 80s mid to late 80s and um yeah it's just and uh, speaking of run times i mean that was that was a beautiful thing <laughs> it's almost getting sad how much like you, you're giving a whole extra point i feel like to a solid convenient runtime. but um so sorry. i think it adds a point to anticipation <laughs> yeah that might be what it is right exactly um yeah. but yeah super I'm, i was super charmed by it to start with i gotta say super charmed Ooh, to start um, with yeah yeah it was like it turns out i i'm glad i think um your partner was making this uh point uh i'm glad i watched the film for what it was first because it turns yeah. out there's as with the last words when we get to that and as with everything there's such a yeah. a culture and story to the context of the making of the film the reception of the film the afterlife of the film i find that's a really interesting topic for our podcast by the way the afterlife is. of these it artifacts is. is so interesting but for the film itself I just feel like I met a bunch of people and I was very charmed by most of them. And Aww. yeah, it's like, uh, what I need to know. Please. So you help the, me with the, this one a bit because so yeah. what, what's, what's, what's funny is that obviously I 
fell into drag by watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. That, that was my introduction. Mm. Um, and then this movie gets referenced as almost something that uh, drag queens are expected to view. It's like mm. a rite of passage. They need to go and watch it. They need to learn where mm. their culture came from, where it started and all that sort of thing. Mm. And what I found interesting rewatching it just now, literally probably about two hours ago, so it was very oh, nice. fresh in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was that I gave it to you and it was actually recommended by my partner to give it to you ah. because as an introduction, because it gives you the tools to understand what you're then going to watch later in life. All, oh. all of the phrases, all of the words that appear on the screen. Yes. When they talk about reading, shade, they talk about the balls, they talk about voguing, they're talking about all of this sort of stuff. They're talking yeah, about yeah. the houses. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. That is still going now. Right. And it's still, and it's a theme that runs through the TV show as well, is, and all of that sort of thing as well. So in my head, I'm like, every time a word came on the screen, I was hoping you were making notes and learning. I mean, and you saw <laughs> it was our, almost, it was almost you, like teaching. <laughs> you saw our Google Doc, right? I mean, some notes. I, I, I got as far as the first few sentences, and then I just started writing in it. I I've, read all of it. I've got this one, because like some, like it's, it was, it's a classic. It's like going to school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to school for drag. That's a good point. Yeah. But then, like any good sort of, um, educate like even faux educational semi-educational bit of art like any good version of that um the, the problem then is that i have i have follow-ups and i have questions and i'm like wait i didn't catch mm. that can you help me like i got this quote that i wrote down and then just in brackets i've got what um and the quote was voguing is a safe form of throwing shade i'm like listen you just introduced me to voguing you just introduced me to shade I, I like help me like do you know what i mean and before they introduced introduce you into shade they had to explain what reading was <laughs> yeah dude there was a lot to be fair um if you yeah. tested me right now i'm not sure i remember all of it but i did make notes i did get a lot of it mainly i got i mean i like if you're not making notes and you don't know that yeah, you're gonna go to study the world you just uh the the teaching aspect just at least gives you a flavor and a vibe for how much how rich this culture is and how much yeah, like so much i mean on. i mean the best example probably is the word shade and stuff like yes yeah. queen and stuff that to this day on instagram comments is a very just typical thing to be saying to each other in our parlance yeah. right and it's like hold on in the late 80s people are saying this stuff and yeah. i almost they they seemed you know in a very charming way they did seem like full on culturally speaking full-on aliens to me and like wow they've got this whole thing i didn't know about going i yeah. thought maybe like it would be the start of it it seemed like it was very um established their way of life and the yeah. way ballrooms and uh, stuff uh, was going on um i thought uh, my first uh, little note was that it was quite a patchwork quilt of a film so mm. the, the pace of it's really nice you never stay too long with anyone yes yeah. um my fa- one of my favorite kinds of books is like the oral biography where it's just quote of a person quote of a person long ass quote from a person quote from, and it's just like you're jumping around and some of them were so moving and i've got a you know if um i'm not sure how many uh questions and directions this will take here but one quote quite early on from one of the older mm. drag queens just i feel like unlocked how for the rest of now me knowing about drag drag queens all of it this for mm. me was like wow i now get it on a level of like uh these people are like me in a sense and the quote yeah. was like this in real life you can't get a job as an executive unless you have the educational background and the opportunity now the fact that you are not an executive is merely because of the social standing of life that is just a pure thing black people have a hard time getting anywhere and those that do are usually straight in a ballroom you can be anything you want you're not really an executive but you're looking like an executive and therefore you're showing the straight world that i can be an executive if I had the opportunity, I could be one because I can look like it. And that is like a fulfillment. Your peers, your friends are telling you, oh, you'd make a wonderful executive. Oh, wow, that's really deep. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and it's just like, it's almost a way of performing selves and performing potential and performing yeah. things life doesn't allow you 
to in, do. In its simplest form, be... it's being whatever you want to be. Right, okay, and yeah. not being judged, but actually being judged as well at right. the exact same time. Right. Because So the balls are effectively competitions. Yes. Um, where they have categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like now, forever, I have to say categories because of <laughs> how it's pronounced. <laughs> just, just in general. Okay. It's just it's just the inflection and the way it's said these nice. days yeah. in relation to Drag Race. Yes. Um, and, yeah, and if it, they could be a worker, they could be a business person, they can be trying to be as feminine as they want, they can be whatever they want, and then they all they all walk the runway runway in these categories and then are effectively judged by a panel at the end um and stuff like that now in but, this uh, film the yeah. judge is throwing shade all over the shop the judge <laughs> yes. is amazing wow um i will say this um i think when it was getting to voguing and the yeah. the shade and some not voguing actually more of the shade stuff and the reading and the hmm. whatever i was like and like forgive me right this is just my instant i was like these are quite a marginalized group yeah. In a lot of senses. And it almost, it's a funny thing, right? Because uh, I was almost surprised at how vicious they were being to each other. I don't know what yeah. fantasy in my head I had of this kumbaya, they're all hugging each other, supportive, but, blah, blah, blah. What's, what's which really I'm sure exists too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is humanizing, actually, to see, like, sniping and a bit of argy-bargy, yeah. but it was slightly surprising. Yeah, go on. Well, what I was going to say was, well, what, there was one um, section in the film, and there was a quote, where someone said that... Um, all the all the all the straight people or whatever they've got their football they've got their baseball they've got whatever right. they go and do sport, which is yeah. exactly the same and if you think sport we go and play football we go to have fun but yet we can also get in a brawl and an argument at the exact same time yeah. as well yeah, yeah. Um, and this is just where they go and this is where they good they they do their thing because yeah. that's where they feel safe and yeah. at home really yeah. so it's 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 funny that in a way like you say you look at that bit of it and go oh but it's quite vicious it's mm. not that fun but it's it's just their competition it's just what they're doing sure. And it, re- it reflects the actual spectrum of, like, human yeah. interaction. It's not just like, oh, yeah, do you, girl, and hugs yeah. and kisses and you look beautiful. It's actually like, no, step up, and it's competition, and it's just more... Yeah. It's actually more human and more real to have seen that part of it. I think I was just yeah. surprised. As an outsider, part of me thought, because of how marginalised they are, surely they're all, like, super, mm. like, only supported. But actually, when you look behind the curtain, no group is like that. We're all... If you actually yeah. are intimate with people... You snipe, you criticize. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's what reading is. <laughs> that's what reading is, and that was. I mean, do you do you mind? Could you could you give me Go one on. more quick breakdown of that one again? So so reading is just mm. taking the mick. It's just oh, it's pick. It's like me saying, "Oh, four eyes" or something right, like that. Right, 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 right. But because we're friends, we're allowed to read each other. Interesting, interesting. Okay, yeah. so that's 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 almost like the social language of yeah. lots of other groups that's just their version of it and it's yeah. yeah and i don't think i've ever called you four eyes in my entire life but i struggled to think of a read for you <laughs> i so therefore that. i i just saw you were wearing glasses i mean i, I saw really bad now. i saw the cogs turning and i was like oh no he's gonna read me as an example now oh no i didn't have to stop this train what's going on um i will say yeah. um i feel like a heart of the film for me let alone um the philosophy of drag outlined in the quote earlier i feel like the heart of the film is actually what affected me being all these people just full of dreams yeah it's actually quite heartbreaking and sad and um again humanizing there's a lot of humanizing stuff about this so many characters right but there's this one it's almost like it's so it's so cute right because the film goes between all these characters but then suddenly the director will do this thing of like sticking to two and it'll go from one to this one Mm. to this one to like just back and forth between two and it, it did this in a specific moment of um one woman and one um 
man who'd become a woman um and they were both talking about like i want to be a star i want to be remembered and it would go back to the other mm-hmm. one and it would go back to this one and it was both very similar stuff about like you know i want people to know my name i want this i want that and they're sort of like on their beds in their rooms and it's like uh, i don't know how the rest of their lives are going to play out but like it it's that youthful thing all of us have of like oh you know if only if only and i want this and i want that i want to be a movie star i want people to know my name and it's like right now actually especially when you then look at the afterlife of the film right now are probably some of the most golden years of your life like when we were in our mm. 20s and moaning about oh i want to do this and that with music playing some open mics and hanging out with your mates kind of was a peak that you don't get to appreciate yeah. in the moment right and it really really reminded me of that and then at the end to, to just have a through line of how for me that was the heart of the film is these people with dreams and wanting to get somewhere and be something at the end that same queen who had said the first quote that got me said this you leave a mark on the world if you just get through it and a few people remember your name if you shoot an arrow and it goes real high hooray for you like what are we talking about it's so heartbreaking it's like yeah yeah at the yeah who you know you become a big old movie star some of us are out here at the trenches at the end of the day we're all just in the same gutter of life and death and the everyday and uh whoop-de-doo it's like all these other younger people are more like ah it's life or death and it's like eh, you make it or you don't we're all just gonna be yeah. people at the end of the day man i i thought this film had a really really strong heart you know yeah. and it's quite and it's quite simple and it's quite charming it doesn't overcomplicate it some of my in the weeds documentaries like that's the sort of stuff i will go for but then i will critique and i can definitely say like sticking to the simple side worked for this and um yeah i think i was ch- um i was very charmed and I, it got if even if it provided a toolkit in the way that I watched it, I feel like I yeah. grabbed one or two bits, but more than anything, I got a flavor. And now yeah. I feel like I could watch um, an episode of Drag Race, perhaps coming up in an, a future episode and not feel as lost as before. Because to be honest, yeah, as much as it has infiltrated the mainstream, for me, it's more just words here or there. But the culture itself, yeah. I've still found a bit, um, yeah, just confusing. And I, I don't feel as much anymore. So it is a really interesting order that you've went Drag Race, to like how important this is to them and now you've given me this yeah. to start with it's it's been a very interesting order yeah because i guess I, I i probably look at it with the tools and knowledge i already have right so there i find it fascinating that all of this and everything they're still doing now existed mm. 30 years ago yeah, yeah i yeah. guess now crazy which is which is just absolutely crazy but just to just to pick on drag race, I've, I've had a pretty I've, I've had a pretty drag day actually. I woke up this <laughs> I woke up this morning and was upset that I didn't have a new series to watch yet. You've mentioned this before, up. yeah. It's it's a recurring it, theme. It, it's a weekend morning is is a day that I, it's become a oh is that your culture for me is just Saturday yeah. morning watch the latest drag race that's come out or something like that. Yeah. Um, but we didn't have that. But we went on to Wow Presents Plus anyway, which is the streaming service, mm-hmm. um, and found a, and found like a reality show about. An artist called Big Frida, which then led us down a whole other pa- path. Mm. <laughs> um, but then we a actually watched path. a, a drag no. path. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, she's like a bounce artist. Don't know if you know about bounce music. No. It's a genre of music. Um, but then I and we ended up watching a, a, an old episode of Drag Race with mm. Big Frida, who's a guest on it. Mm. And then watching that just after watching um, Paris is Burning, I just thought I'd say, for example... Yes. The, the challenge in this episode was a ball challenge and it was the blue ball challenge where oh. they had three categories that mm. they had to walk the runway in that were all related to the colour blue. The first oh. one was a blue collar worker realness category. <laughs> so, whoa, 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 okay. You have to know your <laughs> stuff, wow. Yeah, and then like a blue jean baby category was the second category. Okay, okay. And then the third uh, category was blue eleganza. So like that whole theme of having to do 
that sort of thing. And yeah. like two of the outfits they would have brought with them, the, the third outfit they had to construct from scratch with the tools that they were given wow. and the work on and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's just like one sort of theme of an episode and things like that. Very they also have, they have reading challenges mm. where they actually... Is it like um, kind of based on how witty and shitty they are? Yeah. Oh, how yeah. brilliant. So it, it's kind of... We should score these episodes themes. by how witty and shitty we are. Oh, we're, we're not witty or shitty. <laughs> but yeah, so so all those themes they run through and it's kind of, it's it's interesting. It's great. Um, another thing that I didn't really realise about drag that, you know, this this podcast can speak to, not a competition. But then again. <laughs> oh, but it really is. is. Listen, it's funny that, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's like um, just to have that, that format is really interesting. And um, mm. I, I will say the one thing like I feel like was clarified, but I still probably need just a bit more hand-holding through, is that, like, there's a few figures... I feel like you're not asking me enough questions. Do you reckon? Okay, well, there's there's a few people in the film who, like, are very overtly, like, talented in specific fields. Like, there's the choreographer guy, and he dances, and now he's going to work for uh, modelling agencies, and he's a model, and he's a this and a that, right? And then you go back to the ballroom, and there's all the different kinds of... um, I was almost going to say activity. That felt like a very <laughs> straight way of saying it. There's all the different kinds of, you know, yeah, stuff. The different, not balls. They're in a ballroom. All the different categories. categories. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, at, at points, I'd be like, some of these people, maybe all that all it needed was a bit more time, which I like yeah. how the film did with time. So that's fair enough. But like some of them, I'm like, is your talent, so to speak, that you dress up? Because some of them were like, they're dancers, yeah. they're singers, they can talk. Yeah. Like, and others, it seemed like, well, basically, I'm a bit ambivalent about my sexuality. And that's kind of like what I do. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Like some of them are like super talent talent and others are, I don't know, not to say that isn't a talent, but do you know what I mean? Like I was a bit like, um, yeah, some of the, oh, here's a, here's a way to phrase it. Some of them are more built for like the more structural pillars of how entertainment mm. works i could fit into this i could fit into that and others all yeah. were more floaty is that kind of how... yeah yeah mm. yeah yeah so i mean you could even say it's like contestants on drag race some ones some of the funny ones some of the ones that are the look queens where it's what where their thing is to just look good <laughs> right, but then, right 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 but then some of them can't sew and then some of them oh can't okay do outfits. Yeah, so that's so a thing it's kind of like so yeah would it, okay listen am i am i about to put the pieces together so a Go reading on. for me could be like bitch you can look good but you can't sew for shit yeah yeah fucking dickhead that sort of thing <laughs> yes minus <laughs> that you fucking dickhead but <laughs> okay fantastic i think i might be yeah. getting it um yeah so uh yeah i feel educated i feel charmed um I feel just very, very generously done by with the running time. A lot, a lot worked for me here. So I yeah. wonder what your scores might say. I don't know because you're not, you're not giving me a lot. I feel, I feel like I gave a lot. What do you mean? What? Also, I feel like you're distracted. No. Yeah. My dog's outside. Okay. I'm just like, enough. don't, don't. I lost him the other day. I think I was telling you this, and he just, yeah. I'm like, can someone attend to this young man? Um, no, I feel like I gave you a lot. What sort of thing didn't I give you enough? Have a follow up. I feel like I, I can't tell if you're. Oh, intrigued di- oh, to go oh, further in or not? Yeah, I, I've I've phrased it as I could. My scores are locked equipped. in, so they're not going to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, no, I I feel I feel like if if you uh, especially the opening before I got into actually discussing some details of what I find in, mm. in my opening answer, I think I gave a clue of um, almost yeah. I was surprised by how much I was I was taken with the people and, and the approach and the culture. Also, what. You, you referenced the aftermath and article. Oh, listen, afterwards. yeah, that's what I wasn't so, sure about touching on. Okay, so. Go on. 
for me. Because I'm, I'm intrigued because I didn't read it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I sent you this article, um, and it was basically that in the years since the documentary, uh, there's been... A se- and it seems like a quite a typical thing these days, but like this woman who directed the film, Jenny Livingston, isn't mm. part of the culture. For me, that's probably what helped her make the film by standing apart from it. But then years later, a lot of the people in the film felt a bit exploited, like they didn't make the right kind of money off it. And like they did a few like anniversary screenings in the States where like there were no people of color on the panel and no mm. like what it, like there was a few controversies that came out. And then she actually quite actively defended herself and said, guys, like I signed releases at the start i then when it did become a big success i went and gave everyone lots of money like she actually um it's quite a striking take because i feel like sometimes people like are like oh i'm being attacked i'm just gonna like silence is the best and she actually was like proper jenny livingston seems to have really defended herself with the anniversary um and yeah it's like just there's a general thing of the people maybe who didn't have as successful careers maybe felt exploited or some people who didn't have the best relationships with the director in the many years after felt a way about it and this is this is one of the more unexpectedly interesting parallels we're going to deal with when it comes to the last watch up actually <laughs> but, like it didn't color my perception of the film at all it's just it's yeah. more like it's funny what uh time will do to any of the more successful projects especially ones that are like breakthroughs for certain kinds of subcultures like it's quite a fragile little yeah um world they live in and mm. it's you know it's another little they're all out here reading each other hey bitch you yeah. fucking exploited us i'm i'm also fascinated actually that mm. the, the, the the sort of the year it came out right I, I don't know whether it was met with sort of well yeah so i like yeah high so, praise was it yes that, it re- won was the it that uh, released that widely yeah i mean i'm just not especially I, I widely. I still think even early nineties is not a very no, yeah, time. Not, not that's <laughs> not the most super enlightened time. Yeah. Um, it grossed uh, nearly four million dollars against a bu- a budget of roughly uh, five hundred thousand, which is yeah. excellent numbers for a documentary. It's still hardly a blockbuster, but it's yeah. amazing for a documentary. Um, it won the Grand Jury Prize at the nineteen ninety one Sundance Film Festival. So, like for a documentary, I think it broke through and it broke through hard, and I think it came in parallel with like madonna doing voguing and like that yeah even though it's like okay maybe the mainstream of the mainstream was still a bit like wait what's all that about like it's starting yeah. to break through i think it was part of lots of bits of the culture breaking through a little bit and for a documentary mm. of its kind i think it was unusually successful um yeah and so yeah so just the afterlife of it doesn't you know it's not great now that i've said it out loud it's not actually as dramatic <laughs> as i thought it's not yeah but like you know it's it's fraught it's just a bit yeah, a few, few bits went on that I don't fully... That's one respect where I'm like, listen, I'm new. I don't know. <laughs> I enjoyed the film. Like, it definitely felt like, you know, people who are either, you know, super fans had a take. And I'm like, listen, mm. I'm so new that I, I want to be able to say that I enjoyed the film and I like your culture. <laughs> Wave politely. <laughs> as opposed to, like, people who are part of the culture saying, like, no, this film actually now, we yeah, can't yeah. stand it as much. Which is like, oh, that's a shame because I actually got people... Like, in terms of that argument, it's actually quite a shame. I feel like those, not to speak to this specific... I regret asking that. <laughs> not to speak to this, this specific debate, but I do feel like we tangle ourselves up in knots in... We do. In 2023, especially in these days. And, uh, yeah. you know, not to say people shouldn't stake their claim for their rights, for their stuff, for their financial compensation, but just like, gosh, like, me as an onlooker, I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Mm. It's very interesting, but... Um, definitely too much of a newbie to to get the nuances of that argument for sure. Just hearing some of the bullet points, what are you making of hearing about it? 
kind of like fair arguments on both sides, yeah. right? What are you going <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to... Not to run into the press conference and help you out, to jump on the grenade. <laughs> Can I, I feel like I just need to lean forward and go, no comment. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, no comment. But no, I feel like... Yeah, um, yeah I... I I mean, not not as juicy as I thought. It no, it's kind of so, not right. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I had my favorites. I would watch yeah. it again. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's like it is. It is a funny order thing now. Where it's like if you if I hadn't known about RuPaul and I watched that and I was like, oh, that was fun. And then like a few weeks, months, whatever later, someone was like, oh, actually, mm. we're doing like a reality show based off it, and we're gonna do these things. And it's like mm. in a competition format. I'd be like, are you kidding me? That's a great idea. Like, yeah. And now I'm much more sort of get how they came up with the idea and uh yeah, yeah and honestly this is how much this is how I, I think it might be interesting for the listener especially one who might know about drag and stuff like this to know just how much my brain doesn't have the reference points so like sometimes I'm yeah. out here talking about bands and movies and it's like oh like he, he thinks he knows like this thing actually reminded me of a specific musical act anthony and the johnsons they won the mercury music prize but i am a bird okay. now back in the early aughts and then Anthony of Anthony and the Johnsons transitioned to Anoni, who I think is a, a trans performer, um, non-binary. And since that Mercury Music Prize winning, um, I hope there's someone with the lead single of it, if I think I remember. Like, super strikingly, even in the early aughts for me, it was like, what's going on here in terms of gender and performance? And a lot of songs yeah. are about that. And it came from that New York culture. And that was actually my introduction to even knowing that sort of stuff going on so like actually weirdly enough watching that film i was like what's going on with anthony and the johnson's now and i looked up the act and i listened to a few songs and it was like it um there is a very like uh sorrowful artistic strain in that community of just like utter persecution and romantic mm-hmm. heartbreak very tortured stuff and part of me really like likes it um because as much as there's the glittery fluffy performative stuff there's also like a deep mm appreciation for like tragedy and persecution that i really and yes yeah, so weirdly enough it couldn't be a more um off the wall kind of uh reference point but my that was my one reference point and it reminded me of that and it got me into it again so i mean just just the battle that they can go to a ball and feel safe right and included and all that sort of stuff mm. and i think one of them's talking about just trying to get back home on the subway afterwards yeah, 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 yeah. sort of thing and yeah. just sometimes just even surviving that journey in itself mm. is like <laughs> one of the hardest things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's funny. So you've got Anthony and the Johnson on one side, which yeah. seems to have come from the more like, you know, desperate, damn dirty, real stuff. And then you've got RuPaul, which seems to have actually like institutionalized it a bit. And yeah, yeah in between you've got... This... And, and mainstream acceptance, which is yeah, probably which the is... best thing that could have happened. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, of course. That's a, that's a big deal and a big victory and a, and a good thing. Um, but scores. But scores. But scores. Uh, Jeff never goes higher than a three for anticipation. Yeah, (laughs) I'm actually like, is he right? (laughs) Uh, He might be right. Yeah. Okay. So you nailed it. So I'm going to go with a three. (laughs) Nailed it. And I've gone four four. Ooh. But I think I've probably, based on your review, shot too high. For which one? If this is interesting, yeah. If you had to change one now, based on our chat, possibly enjoyment. But I'm not too sure. But I I'm actually, go four, four. I actually went three four three, three four three. Yeah, and and the reason three, and the second you got me to actually reflect on it in conversation, it did like yeah. dissipate. But like the three kind of was from reading the articles and being a bit like, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to enjoy as much if I like yeah, yeah. if it's the community I actually fell in love with a bit and liked. 
Am yeah. I allowed? Do you know what I mean? So that just gave me a bit of pause, which is an unfortunate yeah. thing about going down rabbit holes and doing your research. You're always going to wind up learning yeah. about stuff you didn't you didn't need to know and didn't want to know. So you're only one off. And speaking of yeah. rabbit holes and things you didn't want to know, um, I might yeah. be hogging the mic off you a bit again. <laughs> I will try and take it easy and let you speak. It's last waltz time, baby. So. Tell us. You asked me to watch the 1978 movie, The Last Waltz, yeah. directed by Martin Scorsese. Yeah about a band called The Band yeah. and their last performance as The Band. Perfect. That's, yeah, nice. That was a lot quicker than mine. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so, so, firstly, yeah. firstly, 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 it was a pleasure ah. to start a movie and see the growling lion at the start. Oh, yeah? <laughs> nice. Don't, I don't think we get that anymore. Like I'm just, that. just saying. That was, my, that was my first note was, Love oh, the growling lion. lion. Yeah. Yeah. After that, my next note is the 70s looked fun <laughs> yeah, <right. Okay. laughs> with, with crying, crying tears emojis. <laughs> Fantastic. The 70s did look fun. They're having a time. So it's a, effectively a concert movie yes. with um, interlacing interviews with Martin Scorsese and the band talking yes. about how they started, their journey, yeah. who they played with, why they're doing what they're doing, why they're deciding to take a break and yes. all that sort of stuff. Or split up or not split up. Yes. We'll, we'll get onto that. Yes. Um, so it's a concert movie. So there was a lot of songs I didn't know. Yes. But then all of the artists that they've worked with in the past turn up and play songs with them, mm. like Neil Young, mm-hmm. Bob Dylan, uh, Eric Clapton, mm-hmm. Neil Diamond. Who, by the way, mm-hmm. where's where is it? Where is it? Oh, have we he's a that? character, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know, I just. I, I don't know. He, the, they were. They were playing a. They were playing a song. Dry your eyes. And, I think, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he just looked like a big guy with his big guitar <laughs> i don't know why he just stuck in my head i think it was the collars on his blazer I mean, or something i'm so it glad like he it, stuck it in it... your head because i'll tell you something now for a like for a last waltz die hard he's yeah. the oddball in that film what are you doing here neil diamond what's going on a lot of people famously... singing his song about drying eyes it's fine <laughs> okay good um can i but as... uh, he he reminded me Ooh. of a character in friends who's, who's he's oh, a famous great. actor but he cameos yeah, in yeah. friends yeah. when he comes over to Monica's apartment and he's meant to be cooking her a meal. And then he's there like throwing sugar o's overboard into a, a like a, into a cereal or something. And oh, he's yeah. like, he turns up high. Just oh, yeah, do, yeah, do, yeah. do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. This is like a real another deep cut oh, that wow. no one else is going to get. Wow. But you do get what I'm talking about. Yeah. Monica High Chef. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That's going to work John as well. John Lovett. <laughs> Neil Diamond reminded you of John Lovitz. That's fantastic. He's still like, because I think he's got glasses or something on and you can't really see. I just see his just big I just feel like he's a big velour human, right? And it's just like... Velour human? Describe velour for me, Just like, you know, just even though he's not wearing it, it seems like he should. Just like, you know... Fur coat. Yeah, all that, all that. (laughs) Just the garments and just being a bit like... Oh, he like... Which... The complete flip yeah. side of that oh, is the guy who was asleep outside and then waltzed in, yeah. Neil Young. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So, can I the ask, movie. Can I Go ask, on. how familiar are you with the band? Like, what's very unfamiliar. Very unfamiliar. So this okay. this was both... I've, I've wrote down that for me, I feel like I was missing the emotional attachment yes. to the film. Right. So I'm looking at it going, why are these people getting such... Like a, yeah, yeah, why yeah. Why is everyone caring so much yeah, that this yeah, is their yeah. last gig? It's a weird place I, to start in a way, yeah. But the interlacing interviews 
did help. help. So it's very so interesting. They're, they're telling me a story, yeah. Because uh, you were, As you promised in the last episode, right. Martin Scorsese, he held my hand right. and took me through this journey. Yeah, so like, it's it's funny, right? Without that, the film would hit super different, right? And it's like, it is, mm. you know, it might not be, uh, you know, research, but it's like interlacing the film. The very weird thing about the legacy of the band is that a lot mm. of people sort of stop here. And what a yeah. weird thing, right? That this is their biggest breakthrough thing is their last gig that in a theory yeah, in, true. in theory to like get the most wallop out of you would be invested for the whole time it's like the finale of a tv show breaking through mm. and everyone's like oh that finale though and everyone's like, well, like you didn't watch all the like you would have enjoyed it even more but like hey to stand alone and and uh mm. make one of the more famous uh it's like it's like you give me the last episode of friends yes take it back around to friends <laughs> right yeah but the thing is yeah. it's quite a typical experience actually that people do so me yeah. i'm like a slightly more into the back like i like a few of the albums i'm really obviously i imagine yes. you've watched this because bob dylan was in it you know, is that is that how you found it no interestingly um in my teens in my year like this for me is a very formative like teen years getting into music on a more deep level thing and like an older friend was like like you know passing across like the the holy grail like this is the concert film and i was like okay and i it's a funny thing about this film i do remember f- finding it a bit like yeah, this is fine. Like, what are we talking about? This is good. Some A few mm. good songs, a few that didn't get me as much. Good stuff. And there's something about it with, like, if you learn a bit more context or if, like, one year you're into Neil Young a lot or, like, mm. just you're into performing music a bit more or watch... Like, there's something about this film over time does things to you. And now I can't count the amount of times I've done it. So recently I rediscovered it through a writer called Hanif Abdurakib talking about how, like, he didn't really grow up with much of a, a Thanksgiving tradition. So somehow he'd started this whole, it's done on Thanksgiving Day. Um, if mm. you'll remember at the beginning of the film, they're like, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so that became his tradition. After the, uh, that you find that out probably after they tell us that the movie needs to be played loud, and the movie which is an instruction. Loud. It comes, yes. a movie, the movie came with instructions it from did. Martin Scorsese. I still remember seeing that as a teenager and be like, oh, wow, this is so, this is so fucking cool. Let's play it loud. Yeah. It's funny, like, because the, the, the low key connection there is, you know, one of, I think I could safely say this, our favourite musical quotes ever of Bob Dylan saying, play it fucking loud um, when he went electric and played at Manchester, blah, 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 blah. But I will do... Manchester? Bit... Well, this is, there's always a dispute. Is it Royal Albert Hall, Royal Albert Hall or Manchester? <laughs> Which one was it actually? There's a lot of discussion about that. We can... After someone shouted Judas. After someone shouted Judas, exactly. But one thing I do want to, like, just do a bit of multiverse on you, which is Bob being Bob, he was a bit on the fence about coming. And guess what mm-hmm. he was just coming off of to, to come and he eventually did come and he was like the headline act, so to speak. It was the Rolling Thunder tour. Which so, is another great documentary. Which is another great document. But like in terms of the timeline of stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quite odd, right? Because this is a bit more just like, this is fucking mm. music. Like if anything, <laughs> in this sense alone, it's the antithesis of drag, right? There's a few like, you know, mm. Van Morrison's got his fucking jumpsuit on. But besides that, it's very like just fucking, yeah, it's like a dirty stage for their last concert. It's just yeah. like the stage, you know? Um, no frills, yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. In, in a venue that I think they said that they started Yeah, in. very Yeah, yeah. It, didn't, it didn't have a roof on it or something. Yeah. So it got, this, it got called the Starlight Lounge. Did is you, that right? Did you, yeah, yes. Did yeah. you know any of the songs? A handful, maybe? Yes. Yeah. I'm Probably say... the ones of other artists. I think you knew the weight. <laughs> I would guess you knew the weight. Well, my one gripe. Yes. Just stick the song titles up as they're happening. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did Shazam stuff. What did I Shazam? Let's see if it's in my history. Oh, interesting. I Shazammed a few things because I was interested. Oh, nice. Let's see. Because again, even the artists, they don't even. 
sometimes they introduce the artist, sometimes yeah. they don't introduce the artist. Yeah, true, true, true. Which I guess if you're a diehard, you know, just just do your research before you go into a movie. That's probably what you're telling me to do. What did I, what did I, what did I, what did I? Yeah. Would it have been uh, because you were intrigued by the music and wanted to maybe have a listen? That's <laughs> Sorry, I just dry your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> probably because I was like, who's this chump from Friends doing on stage? Why is John Lovitz? <laughs> And the other one was actually Helpless, the Neil Young song. Listen. Oh, and uh, Emily Harris as well. Oh, mate. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, there's a few. Interest, it's a, how did you feel about every now and again they just do a super non-that-concert performance? I, I think I got confused a little bit. Sure. But then I actually think it's probably a nice touch because I think that one of them is one of the best songs of the night i'd say yeah. but even if it wasn't on the same night yeah, yeah, yeah. not the emily harris one but the, the, the first one that they do yeah i think it's the oh, way. was that the way yeah with the oh, singer. Okay. dude i think oh, okay. that's that, probably that was, that was lovely yeah. yeah yeah that's got my favorite moment in like any music film ever where like they're all the staple singers are all holding their notes at the end and then it sort of ends mm. and then just right before they cut you hear mavis staples going beautiful and then just cuts. Yeah. yeah did you catch yeah, that yeah, it's so nice yeah, yeah, right yeah, um yeah. there's lots going on there so interestingly here's so one. i've still got more notes and you're just talking to me i'm so sorry can i do Ooh. one more because it linked back to last week because weirdly we had the martin scorsese connection yep do you remember one of the first things i sent you a few clips from uh, bad 25 um but one of the first things i sent you was actually a mavis staples song so mavis staples was the main uh singer in that uh, yeah. Staples group, the singing group, um, gospel choir group. She's still going to this day, bless her heart and soul. She's amazing. Um, she's apparently where he got Shimon from. Ah, uh, that's her. Okay, fair enough. You didn't send me that. I totally didn't. Did. Send... No, you didn't. I mean, I could tag it on air. Do you want me to tag it on air? If you can find okay. it, it doesn't exist. Let's, let's... <laughs> While you're doing that, I'll go through my notes. Please. Uh, <laughs> so at one point, I thought it was basically they're a band that are kind of like the Rolling Stones meet Stillwater. Oh, mate. Famous. Oh, mate. Wow. When your brain <laughs> just... came up with that, you must have. Your eyes lit up, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Do you agree or disagree? No, yeah, it's hard to disagree. That's fantastic. Because each of them individually look like a mass up, mashup of like other bands that yes. have all sort of been oh, stuck totally. together. Oh, totally. Yeah. And... As the movie starts, they all look very professional yes. and all this sort of stuff. Then the interviews happen. Ooh. And then suddenly they're talking about stealing baloney from shops. Yeah. Um, one of them's talking about how they came up with their name. The Oh, you've just done it, haven't you? Yeah. Maybe you probably were <laughs> ranting and I didn't ever saw it. Uh, That's a good get um, out, isn't it? <laughs> Whenever someone's um, got the quote. One of, my, one of my favourite things oh. is where I think the uh, keyboardist is talking about how they came up with the name The Band. Oh, yeah. Right. And he goes, at the time, there's all these psychedelic bands going on, like Chocolate Subway and Marshmallow <laughs> Overcoats. <laughs> yeah, that's a good quote. I like that too. And I was just like, they're both brilliant band names. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, and also what I yeah. thought was really interesting is actually... And I never, I never realised it, but I sort of linked it to connections with sort of other sort of old Led Zeppelin concert footage uh, and stuff like that. Mm. Back in the day, they loved a spotlight. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, we like have nowadays when you're watching sort of like Glastonbury or other live concerts, it's sure. all just like everything, everything lit up on the stage right. and crazy big light shows. But back then, it was very spotlighty. Yeah, and like it would literally just go from singer to singer, the mm. spotlight, and then everyone else would just go into darkness. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and stuff like that. I thought that that was sort of an interesting touch. The drummer, by the way. Ah, oh, let's talk about Lee Mr. Von Helm. Is Mr. this happening right now? Are we talking I'm, about Lee I'm Von glad Helm? You just, I'm, just, I'm glad you pronounced it because I had no idea. Lee <laughs> <Okay, good. laughs> Von Helm is, how we, is yes. what we're going with. Yeah. Just, it, it's crazy to see someone with like a, sort of like a jazz technique drumming style. Oof, but right. yeah, just playing like rock and roll. Yeah. And so I think like, he had one of the best quotes about 
rock and roll as well. I didn't actually write it down, but I do remember it when he's talking about um, sort of growing up in Central America with all these different styles coming. Yeah. And he said a sort of like blues and jazz and this, that and the other. And then Mike Scorsese says, what do you call it when you put it all together? And he just went rock and roll, man. Oh, man. And I was like, ah, oh, oh, fine. What, that's what we need, right? <laughs> yeah. That's hard, it's hard not to win you over. He's great. Um, but yeah. That's fantastic. Um, I loved that even Eric Clapton's guitar strap can fall off. <laughs> it can fall off on Eric Clapton. I don't feel as bad as a young teenager with right. my guitar strap falling off. Yeah. Um, I liked Beret Piano Man. He looks fun. He I did. want more Beret, Beret wearing <laughs> Piano Man. <laughs> I think we can all I can't remember what that guy's name was. But he... I, I, how, how does the song go? Because he just says like two words and the crowd go, way! And then he just says I think Dr. Again. John, right? The New Orleans like proper... Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again... I didn't get like a title. No, no, song, yeah, ti- didn't get song title. Who am I watching, man? That's all I'm I mean, asking. Now that you're outlining, he, he loved putting all his other words on the screen, but he yeah, never did that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess it does make it feel a bit more like you're you're there, right? And there is an interesting stylistic choice of like the audience is never shown. You're yeah. very much made to feel like the audience. But it, thing is, you're either doing a live concert, but if you're doing the interview thing, yeah then you should be giving me some more information. That's all I'm. It's interesting. Yeah, this is this is one of the so like in a way, I can't think mm-hmm. of. Into, uh, films at the time that did that. I feel like after the last Wars, you've got concert films, you've got documentaries. Mm-hmm. I feel like Martin was sort of like figuring it out, and he he made a thing. Maybe, but you're right. Maybe. It didn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, it, there was a the, the, the intro, man. Just the intro alone is a bit much. <laughs> oh, what the play fucking loud? No, no, no. So, 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 play this film loud, and then you've just got like these weird credits with words flying oh, around the screen, right. and yes, all this. Yes, sort of, yes. It was just like it's like he'd found word art, <laughs> like in the seventies. With, has with found this couple word waltzing art. along the screen, like it's like he had this great idea. It's like he started editing it, did all this sort of stuff, and he's like, I really need to get to the movie now because oh, you never right. see any of that stuff again. That's so funny. <laughs> it's, like, it's so much. Yeah, it's like I actually saw, funnily enough, on Twitter, someone had put um, his daughters on TikTok and she often just films her old dad like just cracking <laughs> jokes and they're both just having banter and it's the cutest thing ever. So to go from he found word art in the 70s to he's now on his daughter's TikToks in 2023, quite the journey for Martin Scorsese. Yeah. But um. Uh, and my, my, other, my only other passing note yes. before we talk about if we're going to talk about the aftermath of yes. the movie yes. is that um, Robbie Robertson oh here we go this when sort so of good. asked when it was sort of asked yeah. about like so why we why now yeah. whatever and he's like well we were we were playing clubs for eight years and then we did eight years of crazy tours with all the best bands and so I've done 16 years of touring and stuff yeah. like that yeah. and he basically just sort of said it's an impossible way of life yeah. to keep going because yeah. he, he he was suggesting that if he carried on, yeah. he would end up dead yes. like all of the others before him. Yeah. And he listed off, I can't remember their names now, but he yeah. listed off a load of sure. sort of great artists like Jimi Hendrix and all sure. that sort of stuff that they don't stop, they keep going. And then, and he was basically saying, I want to stay alive, I want to live, I want to whatever, do whatever with my family and stuff like that. I, I thought that was a lovely ending message of the movie. Wow. Then I Googled about the band. Oh, you now. did a bit of Googling. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I did it. <laughs> It's good. Um, it's a good impulse to Google. And turns out only two of them are still alive. Yeah. One of them is Robbie Robertson. Yeah. The others carried on playing. Yeah. <laughs> carried on touring. And it's, and it, yeah. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, so. mate. I mean, I I love that. So in the moment, though, similar to like... In the moment, I was like, that's so clever. I was right. like, it makes sense. But clearly, and, I, and after doing a bit of Googling afterwards... Yeah. The rest of the band were actually not that happy that it was coming to an end. They obviously thought that they'd just done their thing and now this was their big break. So oh, they're, yeah. they're, 
bit deep. I didn't look that too much afterwards because I was like, this is going to affect my scores. Yeah, it might affect your score. And interesting, it's, this, it's, yeah, it's so funny how, like, in a way, it makes the original art even more striking because it worked out differently. Mm. And it's like, same as, like, if you then really, really went down rabbit holes of, like, every person in Paris is burning. Mm. And I'm sure a few of the yeah. stories aren't the best, right? That yeah. would, But, like... It, if any, it still makes the original like quite moving right so like for me mm. yeah i feel like on different years i remember for a w- long time enjoying it as a this is the most fun quantum mm. film where they just have loads of guest stars and then it's, yeah. it's only it's only later on that i was like oh there's a whole thing going on actually steve hyden wrote an article supporting hanif abdurakib another cultural critic called the last Waltz the best band the band's best thanksgiving movie and just in the opening paragraph to get to speaking about that aftermath a bit, he, I just need to quote him because he recounts the plot in a really funny way. He goes, allow Go me on. to recount the plot of The Last Waltz. A dysfunctional family of five brothers has decided to stop living together. Before they split up, they invite a coterie of friends dressed in colourful suits and floppy hats over for a holi- holiday celebration. Despite years of pent-up resentment, the brother with the amazing voice loads the brother with the amazing haircut, whom he views as disloyal and undermining. All parties agreed to put these tensions aside and put on a good face in front of the guests. The guest list at the party is truly a mixed bag. There is a wise old man from Mississippi. There is a beautiful blonde poet from the Hollywood Hills. There is a jive-talking hipster from New Orleans. There is a coked-up Canadian hippie. There is a portly, purple-suited Irishman who mistakenly believes that he knows karate. And then there's the Jewish rock star from Minnesota who can't decide if he really wants to be there. Thus far, it sounds like I'm describing a Wes Anderson film. And he goes on and on. Um, (laughs) It's fantastic. And yeah, all that to say, the five dysfunctional brothers. Okay, and this is something that I didn't really... I do remember again being younger and being like, get me to Dylan, get me to Neil. I'm here for my big Mm. songwriters. And how, for them, this is like one of the passing things on their big list of accomplishments, that they were also in the last waltz. I want to hear Joni Mitchell, give me a bit of Van being crazy. Good for you, the band, right? It wasn't until a few more watches in that I was like, oh, some of these band performances are crazy. The night they yeah. drove old Dixie down. Um, don't do it really. I'm not sure if uh, Google showed you this. I'd love it if you didn't actually know, and it might change how you thought they open with the last song. It sort of yeah. says it. Oh, you got that. I get yeah. So like a few bits like that, right. That over the years were much more striking to me. And then one more layer of like, actually they were all in a bit of a, you know, as with many relationships, right? There was tension, there was disagreement. Even making the film was mm-hmm. Robbie Robertson kind of claiming power because Martin Scorsese was his friend. Robbie Robertson is featured quite prominently in the film. Levon mm. Helm didn't want to quit the road. Um, really famously, uh, this is almost like the direct re- reply and retort to your uh, Robbie Robertson mm. quote about like, we need to quit the yeah. road, blah, blah, blah. Robbie Robertson admitted as much years later, he was like, oh, I was awfully young to be saying all of that. He says it in a quite, you know, diplomatic yeah. way. But years later, Levon Helm was talking about it. And he was like, his reply in the moment was like, I ain't in it for my health. And yeah. that's what he titled his documentary that covered him years later and whatever. And it's like, um, they were like, they were like, the t- in a way, I don't know if it came across as such, they were like the two heads of the family. And yeah, yeah, because yeah. Levon Helm, as a drummer, yep. was effectively the lead singer right. at points as well, and right. had an amazing voice. And people tease Robbie about like he does a lot of singing, uh, like he's way off the mic and he's not really singing. Yeah. And he might yeah. have been a great songwriter, but oh mate, I really when I saw this and a bit of research, I was like, oh, I don't even want to look into this. A part of the problems was like Robbie getting the biggest financial cut from songwriting and shit like that, and that just mm-hmm. I find heartbreaking. I always think, oh my god, a connection I didn't expect. The whole friends thing. It's yeah. you too, man. Let's split it four ways. Why can't ways. everyone just be? Why can't everyone David just be Schwimmer? David Schwimmer, man? <laughs> Bono and David Schwimmer get it. Um, but yeah. So in terms of the afterlife, it just it it got a bit 
messy and people it's, it's yeah some it's so funny when you say that's a quite a brave nice thing because it reminds me of how some of the writers of succession are talking about like it's really sad to be saying goodbye but we love ending on a high we're at our strongest after four yeah. seasons we're done and that's probably how what he was saying came across we're still good mm. let's quit the yeah. road while we're healthy yeah and it's just like anything um they probably weren't getting along the best but they still pulled off this amazing concert and i think someone in terms of just technical musicianship someone said this really well of like the Don't Do It last song, which opens the film, mm-hmm. is a Marvin Gaye cover. And the reality, you know, according to stories, the reality was they really thought they were done and they were chilling. Yeah. They changed clothes. The crowd wouldn't go away. And so, yeah. like, they actually were like, do we know any other songs or whatever? And so imagine <laughs> in that moment, and they came up with that, the way they played that was not a band struggling for, like, what do we do? Yeah. Like, that was tight. That was good shit. And it just shows that, yeah, they were at the peak of their powers. Um and yeah, they told this, their their story as a band. Ronnie Coleman, this cowboy hat wearing dude, he comes mm. on and he's with them for a bit, and he's sort of doing this to the guitar player, like cooling down the the flames mm. of his playing. And uh, one of the writers, I think it was Hanif, saying like him walking off stage is sort of him admitting like I kind of don't got it anymore. I'm older now. I might have. His name's Ronnie Coleman. He was like the first guy they ever supported and were yeah. the backing band for. And in that performance, he's like, okay, I did a bit, and now you guys are jamming. I, I'm not yeah. sure if you remember, but they're all sort of looking around at each other like, he's gone now. How do we end the song? Um, <laughs> it was a weird moment in the film, actually. But yeah, the, the history they tell. Unlike the song that I thought was never going to end. Which one was that? Do you remember? Muddy Waters. Okay. Tell me. But was it a bit much or did you enjoy it It's incredible. Oh, okay. It's, okay. Tell I me. think in hindsight, it's yeah. incredible. At the time, it's like though, that Norm like, McDonald joke. It's going on forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot. It's just a lot. So really, very, very quickly, but they ra- they um, they thought they'd have to take a break from filming for like one or two songs, um, yeah. the camera crew. And so they weren't filming for that one. They're restocking the cans of film. They're doing whatever. And then Martin's like, hold on, what the- is that Muddy Waters on stage? And he Is that why it sort of just cuts halfway? It's just one in, camera. Yeah. Only one guy yeah. was on it and he was relieved as fuck, but there's no cuts too. But Martin found yeah. that like a really important part of the musical history, the blues. That's an OG blues guy right there. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, it's so. So let's let's get some scores locked in. I want to... I mean, we're, listen, we're at 52 minutes already, Jeff. We are at 52 minutes. I feel like we got this feedback recently that I really, really agreed with about like, listen, you, you guys can get more contentious. Let's be getting into it. And like, I'm here for that. Mm. But like, I really enjoyed Paris is Burning and I feel like you quite enjoyed the last waltz but i do feel like we're doing at least this week there's we're living in threes and fours right now mate i i feel like we're living in threes and fours <laughs> and someone who wants contentious stuff we're needing twos and fives um but for now yeah. i think you had a nice solid three for anticipation a nice uh-uh. solid. oh okay i thought a nice solid three for enjoyment and then actually i thought afterwards you've been like you know what thanks jeff that was a classic concert movie i give it a four i got you down for three three and four mate Looks like I won this week. Oh, Jeff. okay. How much did you win by, my friend? <laughs> I had a two in anticipation. Jeez, the run. Tell me the runtime. Just tell me. Yeah, yeah. Punch go it. It's, go watch a band you don't know any of the songs of. It's hard. I it's hear. Really you. hard. I hear. You. Did you? Um. Did I? Was there any sort of like? Okay, at least Dylan. Like, were you feeling any connection whatsoever? Or was it literally like me saying like, go watch? A th- As the movie went on, ah. I enjoyed it more. Gotcha, gotcha. So. I anticipated a two. Uh, interesting. Actually, mm. I was a four all the way through. Ooh-wee. Well, actually, no, I think it was sort of, it, it, it ramped up. Yes. Like, yeah, 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 as, yeah, as, yeah. As it went on, I actually started to enjoy it more. Interesting. You get to know them, the interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. Chocolate Subway, Marshmallow Overcoats. <laughs> if I haven't said it already, yeah. show title. Love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 
then it went back down to three in retrospect. Okay, just cooled cooled down a bit. Yeah, yeah I was well off. So, so I was one uh, two, off. Two, four, three. One off, off, one off, one off. I was three off, mate. And you were only one off. We have our winner this week, ladies and gentlemen. He's back on the horse. Took him a hot minute, but he's here. I found my saddle. He found his saddle. <laughs> um, fantastic. Um, now, Jeff. Please. You said a word earlier. I, oh, in the pod. Sounds like, like me. See, see, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> It's like you'd seen my notes. Ooh. I even received an email from Odeon today. Oh, wow. Uh, telling me to the title. Uh-huh. Ah, I'm just going to... Mm. Are you going to read it out said, your email from Odeon? Yep. Okay. It said, web shooters check. Red Lycra check. It was telling me yeah. that Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse wow. is coming out on the 2nd of June. Wow. And I've had in the holster for yeah. some weeks now, Jeff. Yeah. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Right. Which is going to be your film for this week. Wow. Do you know what? Most of that time I was like, are we doing the week that was? Is he telling me about a film that he enjoyed? No, 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 no. <laughs> you're, you're Although I did watch Guardians of the Galaxy on my own yesterday. <laughs> and I feel like... <laughs> no, I didn't. The day before yesterday. The day before yesterday. And how many times did yeah. you cry? I cried twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Interesting. Okay. So, run t- I can't so see the runtime on this. This is the OG yeah, so, uh, because there's a sequel coming out. Help me. That was, is, that, is that what's happening right now? Yeah, so 1 hour 57, the 2018 yeah. Spider-Man yeah. Into the Spider-Verse right. is what I want you to watch. Okay. It's a fucking joy. And if we're going to link it to drag, it's the most over-the-top crazy thing that you could possibly watch. And it's great. And Did the we... reason I want you to watch this, yeah. and I'm nervous about you watching this, because I know how you watch content on a screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, on a laptop oh, screen. Oh, if you want I'm... an especially request, I could... Do you feel it warrants I go and put it on a big, bigger screen and do that whole thing? You need something. I just okay. think it deserves it. And okay. the main reason I really want you to watch this is because we need to see the sequel in the cinema. Because I never got to see the first one in the cinema, and I feel like I need to see the sequel in the cinema. I mean, so my favourite home of um, hashtag FOMO of the week every week, the Prince Charles Cinema, does occasionally show it. So it's not um, hope is not all lost forever. But the sequel I mean, in the cinema would do the trick, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, I might just do... Sometimes you can just put a film into Google and it shows Yeah, yeah. London. Just type in London or... Um, uh, okay, so I'm watching. I've wanted to watch Into the Spider Verse for ages, and that unfortunate thing yeah. happened of like because I did see it was a big enough deal that years after it was still occasionally coming out in cinema screenings. Yeah. I sort of was, was waiting for that and hoping to pull that off one day. But hey, I'll watch it on a bigger screen. Everything's fine. Um, hmm. Not showing at the moment. That's fine. I'll watch. Well, no, I just just whether whether you will. Uh, no, it's just giving me across the Spider Verse showtime. I see. Son of, son of a bitch. Okay. Yeah. Um, don't get mad at Google. We love Google. Um, that's fantastic. I look forward to it. Uh, I don't know how much Sorry, I look forward I to it. Completely on... distracted. You're by fine. Google. You're looking at Google. I'm not. I'm excited, but I'm not going to give away how excited I am with a score. I'm just looking at my Spider-Man DVDs. I, I feel finally... like you're going to watch it and go, "Oh, you're not Tobey Maguire." Yeah, exactly. That's my, my. We can just get it out of the way now. It's not Tobey Maguire. Jeff needs to get over it's it. Not it's, it's not Sam Raimi. It's not Sam Raimi. It's not Kirsten Dunst. Jeff, move on. Okay. Now, what I'm pitching for you this week, I'm very happy about. And I'm very happy about the high score of anticipation this is going to get to. Everyone's happy. Oh Everyone's scared. <laughs> oh I'm scared. <laughs> I always forget that you get to pitch me something. <laughs> yeah. I so excited well, that was a good to give week. you something. I was like, and we're done. <laughs> well, this week, um, 
It's a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> I've been waiting for that, haven't I? It's not quite a podcast. You have to listen to last week's episode. No, you've listened to that. But yeah, sorry. Just, just to, before you say, that, you did say the word multiverse in this episode, I earlier, did. This is true. which is why oh, I was that excited. the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was doing a multiverse of yeah, um, legendary Morty. music. Yeah, yeah. Um, Go rolling so. thunder into the band. Listen, let me stay on point. This week, yeah, we struggled. We're, we're okay. We're good. It was two. It was two big worlds we had to sift through today. So if occasionally yeah. we got a bit uh, on a tangent, that's absolutely fine. Um, this week you're going back. You're going back to somewhere familiar. Am I? Yeah, but it's not. Is too, it Norm Macdonald? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is his world. This time you're going back oh, onto Netflix. You are my guinea pig for stand-up oh, shows of the moment. So you did okay. Chris Rock this week. Yeah. You're doing a new stand-up special called Baby J by John Mulaney. It's John Mulaney's new special. <gasps> After all the things are John Mulaney. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Anusas has no has no poker face. He has given away. Oh, dear. <laughs> was, his face lit up. He made a big I don't want to watch that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. <exactly. laughs> I thought you'd be happy. Fantastic. And I really want to watch it too. And we need to talk about it because... I think uh, we have a funny little history with John Mulaney as an SNL writer. He does some sketches. Mm. He hosts. Um, we like John Mulaney around here. And he's got a new special. And this is his first special since, and this is how I'm going to refer to it on this podcast today, all of the stuff. Okay? Cool. It's his first special since all of that. So Since his 12th visit in rehab. Whatever it was. <laughs> um, lots of life stuff happened for, for good old John. And now he's back on the scene. He's got a big, long special. And I have been led to believe he addresses it. So good stuff. And we'll... We'll enjoy that. Um, it's been a good week. Anything else in a culture? Also, you touched on Guardians. Another, I feel like without giving spoilers, um, just... I watched get... the first episode of Succession. Yeah, you... Ever. I can't believe that. That's crazy. And what I, are you say, doing to me? I tell you that when we just crossed an hour mark. Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, you, I, I feel like you, you did mention this to me off pod and you had one takeaway, which does warrant a mention, which I think is just a nice thing to say. Someone who stuck out. Kieran Culkin. Yeah, you enjoyed his work in that episode, did you not? I did. He it's... played the he played the funny guy. Yeah, so to speak, he did. The funny brother. The wise guy. The wise guy in that show. The funny wise rich guy. Yeah, there's a lot a lot going on. I'm, I'm, I, what what pushed you over the edge? I wonder. Actually, uh, you talking about it all the time. <laughs> and on Using that note, as an adjective, or something <laughs> yeah, like that. I do. That's actually fair play. You're like, like that was so succession. If I don't, if I don't actually watch the show, I'm going to stop knowing what you mean. Yeah. It gets to at that point. Um, I'll whip out my debit card, and you're like, "All right, succession." <laughs> yeah. <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Buy you a coffee. Stop successioning me. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> Mentions a cultural thing. Jesus, so succession. Um, there was a lot of that. To be fair, someone took clips from the uh, coronation and set it to the succession opening theme music, and I'm like, this is just too good this is fantastic people succession yep. is nearly over and yeah uh so i've got time you've got i mean you're not gonna quite make it we're also trying a big we're finally watching ted lasso season three people might feel a way about that we now have a social media account this deserves a mention we do we have a twitter c c c appraisal pod okay yes because c c c appraisal hour was one character too long, which is just very annoying. No. I swear. <laughs> we should have really figured all this out. One character too long. And it's like, I can't get rid of a C. I can't change the spelling of appraisal. There's no way around this problem. So it's become CCC appraisal pod so far. Um, oh, we have discussed how we're going to uh, put out shows week to week. Um, 
But so far, we've just reached out to our, one of our best fans and just said hello to him on Twitter. I don't think he's responded. <laughs> it's hilarious. He responds to hashtag my DMs. Blanked. Yeah, hashtag yeah. blanked, which are good for us. But hey, maybe when we start putting out shows, but do give us a, a follow on there. Do start speaking to us. We're going to start just poking our or little email head us. out. Oh, mate. Uh, email the, the hell out of might, us. A website, a website might be out soon. Too. A website, you know. How would they... Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Because I was very like, say the name of the Twitter, right? I don't know why they should email us. <laughs> Hold on a moment. That would be at. Oh, I'm just looking at my email. At no at. Websites don't start with an at. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> CCCAppraisalHour at gmail.com. There's the at. It was there. It was towards the end. I think I'm familiar with how that I'm oh, sorry, I'm thinking about the website. No, no, no sorry. Yeah, that's the email. Oh, mate. The most seamless All smooth. of them. None of them match now. Which is, this is the worst. <laughs> Isn't it? It's literally dot show, dot pod, dot hour. Listen, this was the most seamless few minutes of a podcast plugging their socials in the history of ever. I hope I've turned the guitars up quicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that note, hope you've enjoyed. Uh, welcome to the wild and wonderful world of uh, the band and of drag. And hope you enjoyed some documentaries with us this week. we got some fun stuff to look forward to next week. So um, until that time... Goodbye. And take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, the microphones bleed because they're so cheap. We're sorry to your ears. If you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro, or if you don't like the whole show, question why were you here? If you don't like the podcast If you think we both speak too fast Too many tangents never stay on task Pick up a book instead If you don't like what we recommend If your patience wears thin towards the end If you think you could do better with your friend Please go ahead If you don't like this content Or like me, the word content then please go be more content and never listen to us again